You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. David, we have a coach. We have officially gone from a doc to a nurse, a joke that is not going to get old under any circumstances. I'm pretty sure T-shirts are already getting printed up. But uh, yeah, it is the Out of Sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. I am Adil Royster. Dave Early joins me as always. Uh, David, how you doing, first of all? Pretty good. Very, uh, very happy that they landed Nick Nurse. And very happy that the Celtics are out. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll hit the finals preview in the second half. But initial thoughts about the landing of Nick Nurse as the Sixers head coach. Uh, it's very first first impressions for me is just like I I guess I have to uh, apologize to all of the Milwaukee Bucks fans because I pretty much called Nurse to Milwaukee a lock. So I, I got to eat some crow on that one. Like, I'm happy that he's here, but damn it. I really don't like eating crow on the internet, Dave. I don't like it. it. Look, if you were wrong for something that turned out that you like, I, I think it's totally fine. I was wrong about the Heat winning game seven. I am absolutely thrilled to have been wrong. And now that the Sixers have the new coach, the new guy on the on the sidelines patrolling the bench, You'd look at this team and what they accomplished or lack of accomplishments to a degree this past season. And you got to wonder, and I'm going to ask the question to you before I kind of elaborate, uh, is Nick Nurse kind of what the Sixers look for and need going into next season? Is this an improvement? Yeah, it's a huge improvement. I mean, if you if you thought of Doc as – Somewhere in the bottom 10 of coaches, which is about where I had them. Uh, you, I look at Nurse as somewhere in the top 15. And the one time, you know, Coach Mike Budenholzer is seen as one of the top candidates too. I know some fans are weirdly low on him, given his like Hall of Fame bound resume. But unlike Coach Bud... Nurse has only had a top 10 player once. And the one year that he had that, he went and won the finals. So that's something a, a player, a coach as high quality as this 
to be available is rare. And then for him to be available and him to land on your favorite team is much more rare than that. So uh, under any normal circumstances, I would look at this as a huge win. The only thing that is, though, this is Philadelphia, so there's never completely normal circumstances. And never. we have to wonder, does this bode poorly for their chances of retaining James Harden if that's indeed what they want to do and what, what Joel would like to see happen? Um, because I don't know that Nurse would have been Harden's top choice. So... There's plenty of stuff to unpack in terms of that element, but Nurse was second on my list when I did a ranking, and I could have easily been um, persuaded that he should be first, especially if Budenholzer wants a year off. Oh, I hadn't read about that, seen that. So if Coach Bud wants to take a year off, then sure, you got you got your NBA title. Like you're you're fine. Do what you want to do, Buds. That's fine. We have rumors that Monty Williams might prefer that. I haven't seen them officially with Budenholzer, but he's not at the top of these lists. So given his resume, he won four titles as an assistant with the Spurs. He won 60 games with Al Horford and Paul Millsap as his best (laughs) players in Atlanta. And then he won a ring in Milwaukee, and he might have won another if he hadn't dealt with the injuries over the years. So he should be at top of most teams' lists. He seems like an egoless guy who's easy to get along with. He's made some changes defensively uh, that many teams have mimicked. You've seen what he's done, turning a post-offensive player like Brook Lopez into like a DPOY candidate every year and stretch big. So he's a great candidate, and he's not at the top of people's lists. So it, it starts to have you wonder if maybe he's not going to be coaching this year. So and if that's the I- case... The Sixers got the top guy on the market. So can I ask you something uh, as we elaborate on the the bench here, right? Because obviously there's the the want to bring your own guys to have on the sidelines with you. So I'm I'm wondering where does that leave guys like Sam Cassell or Dave Yeager? Like, are they possibly going to get talked into coming back and saying, hey, let's try this thing out with Nick nurse and see how it goes. Or do you think that Nick nurse is going to try to get his guys in? Like, I don't know, like an Adrian Griffin, if he isn't in fact hired by the Toronto Raptors. Typically uh, you give a head coach his choice and you let him bring in his own guys, especially if you want to hire one of the top candidates on the market. So I think it would be a little bit unusual to say you've got to have anyone foisted upon you. Remember, all of these people were hired before even Daryl Morey was part of the team, right? So Elton Brand assembled his – hired Doc Rivers, who assembled his staff, uh, and then Daryl came on board later. So right. this is Daryl Morey's first chance to hire his own hand-picked coach. And I would think he'd like – have a little bit of say. I mean, his hands were dirty when he was in Houston in a good way. When we talk about <laughs> Maury, Maury Ball, it revolutionized the league, right? And he would work very closely with guys like Rick Adelman, Kevin McHale, and the most with Mike D'Antoni. You, you got to think that he's missed that in Philly, right? Because... Yeah, I would think so. When, like, he had, when, he had... He hasn't had the opportunity to have the kind of control that he had in Houston yet. 
Yeah, I think there was a much more clear division of front office church and coaching staff state. It's more similar to the stereotypical version of Moneyball, where it's like, sorry, I you can't start Pena because I just traded him. I, otherwise, you would have started him, you know? Right. Um, not, not that him and Doc were adversarial by nature, but it never felt like Doc was going to Sloan conferences the way we read MDA was in Houston. But yeah. <laughs> Nick Nurse was hired by Daryl to coach the D-League team, the Vipers. And as you and I watch the playoffs play out and we're seeing guys like Haywood Highsmith, who was on the Sixers D-League team, we're watching guys like Gabe Vincent play for $1.8 million and have a huge impact. A guy who was like not even in the league in Caleb Martin just have a monster impact. It's like if there's some way where a guy like Nick Nurse, who has had 23 players called up from his D-League team back in his Houston days under Daryl having hired him, there's any way to have like a really wide berth farm system, that could be a big edge, couldn't it? If your player development system is a little bit better or a little bit closer, can you close the gap between what the heck Miami is doing and what everyone else is doing to find these guys? That would be a big edge. And and Nurse seems like the kind of guy to do that. It's an interesting point to bring up when you're looking at like replacements on the cheap in terms of like, oh, they've been in the system for a while. Maybe we can develop them a little better so they can contribute. One name that immediately flows to the top of the list probably is Jaden Springer. Like what could Nick Nurse do with him, if anything? Like we'll, we'll just have to see in training camp, I guess. Yeah, Daryl was known for finding, you know, for – paying up for top-end stars and then finding these guys later. Pat Bev, Clint Capella, even Montrez Harrell in his Houston days. And, like, that was a real skill of his. Um, Hartenstein, Sam Decker, right? So Sam Decker. The reverse of all that. I mean, that helped. He, guys like that helped cobble together a deal for Chris Paul. So True. The reverse of that has occurred in Philly where we're, like, you carried an empty bench spot. You got rid of Isaiah Joe, and then you filled that with Dwayne Dedman, the guy that the Miami Heat, the masters of finders of finding, of finding talent, finding talent, Kevin Love. And I don't know how much of that we can put squarely on Maury's shoulders. He is the top man, so we should look at him first. But was some of that him collaborating with Doc and knowing, well, Doc's not going to play Isaiah Joe anyway, so I might as well maintain the cap flexibility for a potential trade maybe with nurse things will be a little bit more collaborative in a good way one one can hope and the bring that brings me to a little bit of a worry about nick nurse as a head coach slash load manager especially when you know he has this reputation of kind of running his starters into the ground a little bit playing way more minutes than he either should or needs to it's a legitimate concern given MB's injury history. And what I don't want is like nurse to be super heavily dependent on Embiid. I remember reading something where he was trying to X and O his way into creating something for Joel specifically and just being like, Hey, everything runs through him. And I, I kind of worry about that because if, and when Joel, goes out or he's got a day off like that's severely going to hamper nick nurse's coaching ability 
Yeah, the, the one thing I would point to is on his resume is also the greatest load management championship outside of San Antonio, right? I mean, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard sat out formulaically. We've talked about this a bunch of times as a model for Joel. Uh, we talked about wanting this to be the case for Jimmy Butler and Joel back in the day. If you can run it back, you're going to have the firepower so that Joel and Jimmy, neither of them have to play more than 65 games in a regular season. You could all be fresh. Remember those conversations? So Nurse, I think, probably wouldn't have landed the job if he sat in that room and said, I'm going to drive everyone the way Tom Thibodeau does in the regular season. I think he'd probably say, look, if if Joel's here, I understand what the challenge has been for him in his past, and I think the solution has to be him being healthy in the playoffs. It's probably not him playing 37 minutes per game, 82 games, uh, because that doesn't work. That's how he gets injured and misses games because of injury rather than a rest day. And I don't, is, is Nick Nurse as bad as Tom Thibodeau in terms of like running his stars into the ground? Like, I don't think so. I don't think he's that bad. I think he plays to his strengths and the team strength. So if that, May if that's like playing Kawhi 44 one night and then like 20 or so the next night, because also you also have to remember that with Kawhi, like they had a growing star in Pascal Siakam, so he could kind of lean on him. Like maybe Maxi kind of has a another has another leap, maybe. I just think Nurse is one of the smartest coaches in the league. And so I give him credit for knowing that whatever he was trying to do in Toronto with these, you know, Siakam leading the league in minutes, that's not going to work here if you do want to win a championship. And so I don't know what he would, how he would have defended what he did there. Um, Maybe he would have said, look, if I didn't do that, we would have had no chance at the play-in. We would have had no chance at a six seed. We were just scraping by. If I was gunning for a title, I would know that I need my guys fresh for the final 16 games, you know, final play 16 wins of the year. So and if and if James Harden is back, this is even doubly important because Harden has not been apparently willing to load manage very much in his career. Right. You get the sense yeah. from Jake Fisher's reporting. He doesn't like it at all. Maybe there's some old school machismo factor in there. I want to be out there every night. In my heyday, I was able to, but those days are long gone. And we, it feels like 10 million years ago, we were talking about his Achilles heading into that Brooklyn series and how he couldn't finish in the paint. That stuff didn't completely vanish. I don't use it as an excuse for him as to why he fizzled against Boston, but James Harden is back. He absolutely has to get on a load management program. So, you hope Nurse can do it if if he's if they start the year doing yeah. the same stuff they did under Doc, where it's November fifth. James Harden goes limping off to the locker room, and he comes back and limps around on the court for the next thirty minutes. And you're thinking, what is going on? Only to hear he needs an MRI and has to miss six weeks. And you're like, that didn't have to happen. Someone could have stepped in there if it wasn't going to be the med staff. If Elton Brand yeah. and Daryl weren't charging onto the court to say, get him out of there, then it's got to be on the head coach to say, this is not a risk we need to take tonight against Washington. 
I think that, you know, Nurse versus some of the other candidates, like the younger candidates, like Monty Williams, Sam Cassell, guys that don't have coaching experience. Like, I feel like between Nurse's pedigree and the fact that Harden likely would be securing the bag, so to speak, like, I feel like he would be more conducive to a load management program if he's all about legacy and trying to get that ring because he's already got the bag. James, so what's left? Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if we could cook up an incentive-laden deal based on how many games under 82 you play in the regular season and how many catch-and-shoot threes you make in the postseason? That would be awesome. The second, the, the want, latter, absolutely. If, you, if James, you if you're 20, in the... 22... James, if you're in the 99th percentile for catch-and-shoot threes, we'll give you an extra, like... 250 grand or something no 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 22 million oh wow okay so you're you're going that you're going that far all right that that's cool that works because that would be that's a championship defining shot i mean if he could have made another four of those against boston in game six you're hosting miami right and well you see what happens you take your chances with the Miami Heat and how they've been playing. We'll talk about the finals in a second, but you know, going forward with Harden, without Harden, I, I gotta say, I feel a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit better. I, I feel maybe about 10 to 15% better than I did with Doc Rivers as the head coach since we love percentages on this podcast. With, with Nurse, you mean? I yeah, I feel a little bit better with Nurse, with or without Harden. I, I'm just gonna say that right now. Oh, so if Harden left, you would like the Sixers' chances better because Nurse is here, basically. Pretty much. Like I'm not saying they they'll go to like the NBA Finals or anything like that, but I think with Embiid and Maxi, plus I don't know any. I know we've talked about this before, but there's not much you can get for a sign and trade for Harden, but. You know, if you're trading 50, 60 cents on the dollar and you get some quality role players in there, then it's it's all gravy to me. See, I think if Harden walks, the whoever was the coach won't be a big deal, whether they went for Vogel or D'Antoni or Monty or Nurse or but I don't think it'll be a big deal because I don't think they'll be true contenders either way. So That's fair. it might be more of a stop, a stopgap year where you're praying to get a guy like Siakam next off season. Cause <laughs> delayed somehow convinced rich Paul to not get Maxi a max in a few weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, but if, but if Harden is back, then you start to look at the dynamic between him and nurse, because all that reporting that came out was, Harden wasn't happy deferring quite so much to Embiid. We've already seen news that Nick Nurse was hired because he saw a vision for Embiid as centerpiece, which didn't exactly scream, let's get James more involved to me. So that becomes more and more interesting if they are able to retain James for a price they like. Uh, we'll get into uh, more conversation as far as like the Sixers offseason down the road, I'm sure, but... NBA Finals, they're set. We have our matchup. If the, the legend of playoff Jimmy continues. So we're going to take a little quick commercial break. Then we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. 
and uh, wrap it up on a Wednesday. So this is the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Back after these words. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Last podcast for the month of May. David, we have our NBA Finals matchup. It is the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. The legend of playoff Jimmy continues. I would just like to say thank you, Jimmy Butler, for helping to beat the Celtics in seven games. I did not want to hear what would be the first ever 3-0 comeback in NBA history and just have another feather in the cap for freaking Boston fans. So thank you for that. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, Eastern Conference uh, Finals MVP. Uh, Great, great series, Dave. Awesome series. I'm kind of glad it went seven, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, going back to when the 76ers made the decision that they did not want Jimmy Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Butler has been a top five player in the league. And that's not if you're counting just regular season. But it's just period because he's a playoff player. He's a 16-game player, right? He's a 16-game player at this point. Yeah, that's and that's what you want more than anything else in the world. If you can uh, get a guy like that, I mean, heading into a playoff, he's had better playoffs now than Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, who wasn't even there, Kevin Durant. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, so many guys that we would have all comfortably penciled in ahead of him. He he winds up Jason Tatum. He winds up outplaying them, outlasting them. Slightly depressing when you put it that way, but hey, congrats, Jimmy Butler. Um, you you continue to once again prove that we should have not chosen Ben Simmons over you. We chose Ben Simmons over you, not Tobias Harris, as you claimed in that infamous clip of yours. 
I would I would say we chose Al Horford over him because Al Horford probably going to be here either way. Ben wasn't turning down a max. But looking into the finals, and I I feel like the biggest matchup for me, and you can give your uh, preferred matchup what you're paying attention pension what you're paying attention to most. I I got Bam versus the Joker. Like that is going to be an amazing battle. Uh, it's it's interesting because I feel like Bam has the athleticism to keep Jokic from doing all the things that he wants to do, with the exception of like the passing. So I I think it's going to be important for Bam to kind of keep Jokic off his lines a little bit, and you know battle with him, bump him a little bit. Like I the problem that I see is that just Bam doesn't have the offensive skill set to really challenge Joker defensively. Yeah, I think it's just tough for Bam because when Robert Williams is in the game, Bam is an unbelievable rim protector, isn't he? But I thought I saw you, that, yeah. But if you are putting him on Jokic, who can play anywhere on the floor, that means Bam's got to be far. And now I'm wondering, are we going to see some layup lines to the rim if Bam's too far out? Or do you put do you risk putting somebody else? Is this a series where you ramp Kevin Love back up? Maybe. You know, he was relegated to the cheerleader role down the stretch against Boston, even though he had been really good against New York. Maybe he gets another chance to just you know, like you saw Anthony Davis was sensational against the Golden State Warriors defensively, and he yes. was just shrugging his shoulders at these shots Jokic was hitting. So Ken Bam, as amazing as he is, as, as good of an option as there is to put on any of the three MVP unicorns, you know, if you had one guy to guard Joel, Jokic, and Giannis, you would probably pick Bam, right? Probably. And so even the, even with all of that, I just don't know what he can do. So it's going to be tough. And like you said, on the offensive end, he can't necessarily make them pay. Kind of makes me wonder if they're going to – if. Eric Spolster is going to do something creative, like make Jimmy Butler kind of the primary defender to kind of like, not necessarily from a size aspect, but like have him on the perimeter in certain switch situations so that Bam can kind of roam the paint and like be that, uh, that shot blocker rim protector. That would be, that would be a nice, interesting wrinkle. Yeah. I have this, I have this buddy who says, uh, I, I keep sleeping on the beach group, meaning Miami, but I I shouldn't because every time they're in a series, they have the best player in the series and the best coach. And that has been true for like the last several years for somehow, you know, um, because he's outplayed guys who we would expect to outplay him like Tatum in, in the last two times these teams met in the final four. Right. But is that going to be the case now? I, I wouldn't guess so. I would guess that Joker has the advantage on Batman, but you never know. I keep sleeping on Butler. So who would be the top five in the NBA finals right now? So Joker, Joker, Jokic, probably Jokic, the number one for sure for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy two, Jamal Murray three. Um, I might have argued for Bam at three, but, but the the way the way Murray looked like baby Steph Curry in the last series, you could easily put him three here. 
Murray's at least top five. So like you of have course, two. Yeah. So Jokic and Murray one one four. So, I mean, those are your order. big four. So if you want to put those Murray over Fan, that's fine. That's fine. But either way, those are your top four players in the series. I think whoever that fifth guy is, I think that's going to be the one that swings the series. And I don't know if it's a Michael Porter Jr. It could be Caleb Martin, and I'll I'll move on to Caleb Martin in a second. But whoever that fifth guy is, that's who's going to win the series one way or the other. Yeah, the thing is, when you go down the line for Denver, they're quite a bit deeper. I mean, you have Aaron Gordon, who gives Aaron you Gordon. kind of like a Bam Light kind of style play. He was playing some really good defense against LeBron, or maybe he wasn't, and we were just watching the LeBron decline very, very rapidly in like three games. Eh, um, maybe a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. So, and then you got KCP, who, if they win the title, is going to be carving out a Danny Green style legacy for himself. Like, oh, that's going to be amazing, <laughs> right? Winning a couple titles on a couple teams as the three and D guy who you want when you need to win a championship. So, Bruce Brown Jr. is a guy that a lot of Sixers fans had their eye on last off season. He was playing really well, and Joker just just kind of finds these guys and helps them play better. Caleb Martin is likely going to be under close watch as he should be. He's having an insane Cinderella playoff performance. I feel like he's cementing himself. Like, I feel like he's got a spot in that Miami culture. He, he lives it, he breathes it. And he's kind of like the perfect sidekick for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen enough to say that he's a hundred percent better than uh, Gabe Vincent at this point. Because they, I'm not saying he's better, right? but yeah, yeah. Like if when you watch certain games, you're like, man, this guy Gabe Vincent is killing them. And then the next game, it's Caleb Martin. Uh, I mean, Duncan Robinson, who looked like he was just decaying on their bench as an albatross, is now playing great. You know, <laughs> cutting to the basket and getting layups and taunting the crowd in a game seven. So the, there's definitely something to this goddamn heat culture we keep hearing about. The decaying um, corpse that was Duncan Robinson was definitely on display in this Boston series. Yeah, I've had conversations with Sixers fans when we talk about Doc Rivers and do his postmortem. And they're saying, Doc... He got them there. He couldn't make the shots for DeAnthony Melton and Tobias Harris. They got wide open shots and they missed them. But then you hear Charles Barkley on TV say, a great coach can't make a great player great. Like Shaq, you were great. What Phil Jackson did was he got Derek Fisher to believe in himself. He got Devin George. He got Robert Ory. And then he condescendingly turns to Kenny Smith. He says, you know what it's like. Rudy Tomjanovich got you to <laughs> So I start to wonder, like, does Spo get more out of his other guys than any other coach? Does he actually get them making those wide open shots and high pressure moments somehow in a way other coaches are not able to do? Like if Spo was the coach of the Sixers, would Melton have been a little bit more likely to hit those wide open threes he missed against Boston? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's it's hard to say, but like that part of that heat culture is just like always be ready, like stay ready. I think I think what we would have looked at is a coach like Spo wouldn't have simply penciled in Tobias Harris for 40 minutes. He would have said, you are going to compete 
tooth and nail in practice and someone might take your job. So if there ever is a night where you're one for four and you're playing so passive, I'm going to turn to this next guy who I've seen bust your ass in practice. And that guy's going to get 20 minutes that night. Uh, and if you want those 40 minutes, it's because you earned it. Whereas with the Sixers, it's more, you made $30 million, you're going to play. Right. Maybe we have no no better options. I don't know. Well, right now, Denver is a heavy favorite, according to our friends in DraftKings. Uh, Denver's minus 400 to win the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that should be a lot closer. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if it's, it's a little disrespectful. I mean, a little. Miami's literally going to have shocked you in three out of four of these series if they win, right? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, fine. They shocked you because Giannis was hurt. You're not shocked. Once Giannis went down, maybe you should have seen it coming. You weren't shocked to see them beat the Knicks, even if you picked the Knicks. You were shocked to see them win three straight against uh, Boston. And then you were probably even more shocked to see them win game seven on the road after that heartbreaker in game six. So at some point, Shouldn't the odds reflect that it wouldn't be shocking for them to actually do this? I mean, we'll have to see, but those first two games in Denver are going to be like murder because it's like I've said before on this podcast and just like in Twitter spaces, um, playing in that Denver altitude, it's it's different. It hits guys different. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, they got there last night, probably very, very late, right? And so they yep. probably slept slept in all day today. And now Jimmy and his friends are going to find the best coffee shop in Denver. Mm. <laughs> and, and The best and coffee and wine that... that Denver has to offer. Exactly. And then you're going to start working out and trying to acclimatize to that damn altitude. And Spike Eskin always talks about it. Like, that's the best home court advantage in the entire sport. Because you remember, you're, you're a football fan, right? You watched Vaughn Miller play for the Denver Broncos, and every time he gets a sack, you see him sucking oxygen out of a tank. Oh, yeah. It it's it hits different up there. It definitely, it totally does. Like, I've been to Denver, and, like, I feel, like, lightheaded when I'm just, like, there for too long, and I'm just outside, and it's like, yo, I can I do something about this right now? <laughs> oh, you felt it? I've never been. Oh, I I felt it. it. That 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 joint is real, folks. That is real talk. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah, marathoners go up there to train in it. Olympians go to train in it. It's crazy. F that. Uh, are it you could, ready? This thing could easily be two zero before we blink. On the other hand, Denver's been off for like ten days. Jokic is out there horse farming. Maybe uh, if this was the NFL, he'd be like, "Did that horse buy, farming? Why we hurt him?" <laughs> it's just the idea of Nikola Jokic like herding horses and cattle. Yeah, I think he said he was going to Italy to ride in a, a swimming pool on a boat or something. Well, how however you gotta however you have to decompress and recharge, Joker. Like that's fine. Do what you got to do, my man. Um, yeah, he's a beast. Are you prepared to make a pick right now, or do you want to give it another couple? Do you want to give it a week? Actually, we probably no, should. I'll, we probably should give our predictions right now. I gotta pick Denver. Uh, it, it it haunts me to say, but like home court is going to be a big deal here. And the reason that haunts me is because the Sixers, because of that Jaden Springer game at the very end of the year in Atlanta, would have had home court advantage over the Denver Nuggets if they had somehow, some way made it. And let me ask you this: if 
if DeAnthony Melton and Tobias Harris hit a few open threes the way Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent were able to do in game six and they closed out at the crib, would the Sixers have beaten the Heat? Wow, that's that's tough. The I just Jimmy... grant you that game six, you know, you're up by two with four and a half minutes and Melton gets hot and ends it. Now you're uh, hosting Jimmy and bam. The way Jimmy's been playing all playoff long, like it's hard to say. Like it would probably still go seven, I would say. And... So then you got a home game in the crib. It's a dream scenario for Philly. Uh, one one win at home and you're in the finals. Who wins? But you know, but you know, Jimmy gets up for those kinds of games. So that's why, like, my head, my heart says the Sixers, but my head says Jimmy in the in Miami. That's <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I just had to ask. It's a fair question, but I'm just like, I haven't, it's been a while since I've seen the Sixers get up for a real big game like that. Like the game seven game in Boston. Game five yeah. in Boston was the last time. And the and way game seven, that... they fell apart. So it's like, Joel, great if they were in Boston, limping. but still. Joel was limping a lot in game six at home. And, True. You know, every time I say this, people say don't make excuses because he's hurt every year. But we're not talking about defending him or excuses right now. We're just talking about, you know, projecting what might have happened in the hypothetical universe. Right. So because he was limping in that game six, if they had survived, I'm not I'm not granting you full health for the next round. So maybe whatever he was dealing with in game six, did he tweak that LCL that might have lingered? Battling with Bam was not going to be easy. So who knows how he would have looked as that series went on. That's what I would say. Well, I'm telling you now, I'm done doubting the Miami Heat. I'm I'm tired of eating crow on the podcast and on social media. I got Miami in six. Wow, the Beats group. Um, yeah, this is I, going to be. I'm taking yeah. Miami in six. I'm sorry. Is this going to be I, a copycat league? Like, even if they don't win it, is there some team out there who's just going to say, "Do that"? Like, I'm hiring Chris Quinn, Spose number two. I just want you to do everything that they do. I want you to do the exact same stuff with the unheard of undrafted players. I want yeah. you to try playing them. I want you to make Miami culture here in New Orleans or whatever it is. Is someone going to do that? Yeah, the Washington Wizards are going to try to give that a shout right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they should, right? You might as well. Might as well. All right, so I got I got Miami in six. You have Denver in seven, five? Uh, yeah, I'll say Denver and that. So they do. It's the same thing. Two, two, one, one, one. Right. So, I, yeah, I, I think so. Like, I, I think they abolished the two, three, two thing because it was a little yeah. bit on. It was slightly unfair. And I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I just blinked out like the last 10 years. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say Denver and seven. I, I say Miami is too good to uh, to just roll to roll over, even though I wouldn't be shocked. Um. I mean, at some point, relying on these guys is going to bite right? rate. So uh, let me ask you an another question. Do you think it's possible that the Sixers hired Nurse when they did, knowing that if Boston lost, they might fire Missoula and jump in the fray for Nurse? Because they hired him hours before tip-off. I was a little afraid of that. I was definitely afraid of Nick Nurse in Boston. I'm still... I uh, of the coaches that are remaining, I feel like I don't know. I know you said he's thinking about taking a year off, but Monty Williams in Boston is kind of interesting. 
Yeah, I don't know why it is. Report. I don't know why He's... it would be, but it, it kind of is. So now I have no idea who the Celtics are going to try to get. Well, I wouldn't be stunned if they brought back Missoula, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went another direction either. So I, I don't Rest. know. Can can you bring Missoula back at this point? I don't know if you can. I guess you, you check in with JT and JB and you say, hey, look, what is your estimation of what went wrong there? I know JT rolled his ankle. Uh, I know the game wouldn't have been so, so far apart if it wasn't for that because he was – so on some nights he was like dropping 51 in his sleep yeah but then that's the other that's the other rub with that tandem like we're not a thousand percent sure if jalen brown's gonna be back next year well he's got a lot of reasons to to take their supermax now he's so. got about 250 million reasons to stay i will agree with you yeah he would be turning down Somewhere between forty-three million, if he asked for a trade and got that trade, and then stayed with that new team for five years. Jesus. But the alternative would be he just left in free agency, and then he's taking like a hundred million less. So Jesus, well, we'll see how it all plays out. NBA Finals start on uh, June first. Uh, Miami at Denver. We've made our selections. Uh, it's going to be fun. It should be a fun series. I've I've wanted to see Jokic in the NBA Finals for a while. Would have been nice to have an Embiid versus Jokic matchup, but that's fine. I'll take what I can get right now. But in the meantime, read the content on the site, LibertyBallers.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Royce. You can follow David at David Early. You can follow the site on Twitter at Liberty underscore Ballers. David, welcome to the NBA Finals. We're here. We made it. Our team isn't in it, but you know what? It's going to be enjoyable anyway. We had Jimmy. <laughs> we had him. He was here. He wanted to stay. <laughs> All right. I, I think we should end it on that note so that Dave can go into uh, his, his little Jimmy Butler corner and cry a little bit. Can I ask you one more question? Yes. Do you... Th- do you, does the Nick Nurse signing make you feel a little bit more or a little bit less likely that Harden stays? Less, given the fact that he's already trying to uh, center uh, the offense around Joel and make him a centerpiece. Right. Fair enough. Makes me a little. Uh, makes you, me a little you, less. Are you undecided, or are you like James is gone? Based on everything that you've said, where like Harden didn't really like deferring, I'm already rolling with the assumption that he's gone. Wow. All right. Well, we'll pick that up next week. We'll pick that up next week. Until then, Adil Racer, David Early, Liberty Ballers, out of sight. We're going to get out of here. We'll talk to everybody next week. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.